Hey, if uh, you have a Bible, um, go ahead and, and turn it to Romans chapter 12. Now, um, some of you are, are thinking, wait a second, what happened to the Battle of Jericho? Um, we are taking a pause from the Battle of Jericho for a week uh, because I, I uh, as I, I was yesterday just you know, kind of seeing what's going on in, in the news and what's going on in our world, uh, I, I know that that's on people's minds, so I wanted to address the situation that was happening um, that, uh, around us. So uh, we're going to pause for um, the Battle of Jericho until next week. We'll pick it back up. Uh, but I wanted to uh, just kind of look at uh, the, the current situation, not be overwhelmed by the current situation, because I think that that's what the, the news media can uh, make us do, is get so overwhelmed with the, the evil that's in the world that we forget uh, the, the, the hope in which we have in Christ. So um, as you're there in uh, Romans chapter 12, I, uh, I want to answer this question of how are we to respond to what's going on? How are we to respond to the, uh, when we look at the, the, the television and we see these, um, these riots happening? Uh, because it, it, it's gone, it's escalated to the point where there, it goes beyond protests. Um, Shannon and I were, were sitting out on uh, the, uh, uh, the, the porch last night and just talking about everything. And um, I, I told her, I was like, uh, you know, this, this has gone beyond protests. These, these, are, these are riots. I, I said, I, I served in the military, as, as many of you have, um, for the protection of the First Amendment right, where people do have freedom of speech, and they can, even if we don't agree with what they're protesting, and I'm not saying I don't but uh, with this one, but uh, people protest a lot of things, but I, like I told Shannon, I, I served in, in this country so that idiots can have their opinion and be free to have their opinion, Right? Chuckle, yeah, okay, I mean, no, no, but there are good protests or bad protests, but anywho, when a protest goes and, and you are looting a, a Target store and coming out with, uh, Jake told me this morning, he was saw a picture of a, a lady coming out with an air fryer and some huggies, um, and, and the, the caption, I guess, was, was saying, this makes me feel better about uh, the, the situation civil injustice, you're right. It just, it doesn't make sense. I mean, that, that whole thing, when, when protest goes to, to violence and, and looting and stuff like that, that is, that, is, that is a crime. That is not covered by the First Amendment. Uh, so uh, what we have to look at, though, is this is something that is real, that is happening all around us. Uh, I don't know if you guys did watch the news. I mean, there was, it was in Cleveland. It was in Columbus, violence there. Um, there was in Akron, I don't think it got too violent. I think there was a couple incidents. There was in Kent. I heard, I talked to, uh, I talked to Alliance police officer yesterday, and uh, he said they are, they're scheduled protests today in, you know, just down the road in Alliance. So, I, I mean, this is all around us, and we cannot respond um, the way in which some people want to respond. And, and the way in which some people want to respond is act like it doesn't exist, or that it does exist, but it really doesn't affect me. No, it does. Even if it's not happening in our small little town of Atwater, this still has an effect on us. And especially it has an effect on the church. Because it is the church that, that is supposed to be the, the pillar of the community. It's the church that is um, supposed to help with this civil uh, unrest and the civil justice and things like that. We cannot stand by and just 
let the, the government do what they're going to do. And I'm not saying that the, the government doesn't have power and we shouldn't trust our government. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying what we shouldn't do is we shouldn't put all of our, our, our eggs in one basket and just think that the guy in the White House is going to take care of everything or the guy in the big house down in Columbus is going to take care of, of everything. I believe that the church it has a role in all of this. Um, now, I'm not going to uh, be handing out bullhorns and picketing signs or anything like that, or pepper spray or clubs or any of that, so settle down. Um, all the, all the, some of you were like, yeah, I want to do that. <clears throat> what, what, what I want to do is I want to answer the question, as a believer in Christ, uh, how am I supposed to respond to everything that's going on? Now, I want to stress that. As a believer in Christ... How am I to respond to everything that, that's going on? Because uh, what, what we have a tendency of doing is we have a tendency to look out at all of this chaos and all of this um, evilness that is happening, and we're like, well, why are they doing this? Uh, we live in a fallen world, and the depravity of man is just evident all around us. So dead people are going to do what dead people... I'm talking about spiritually dead people. Spiritually dead people are going to do what spiritually dead people do. They're going to act out of their nature. This is, this is not to be unexpected. Uh, Peter writes about this uh, uh, in uh, his uh, epistles. And, and he talks about, like, this is going to happen. Do not be surprised when it happens. So what I want to do is I want to address it as a believer in Christ. How are we to respond to all of this? Because we cannot, we cannot expect someone who um, has not been, um, like we, we read or we just sang a little bit ago, bought with the blood, you know, that, that they've been uh, redeemed by Christ, that they have uh, put on the new self, that the old has passed away. We cannot, we cannot expect someone who is dead to act like they're alive. So what we can do is we have responsibility and we have control over us, right? Who, by, by a show of hands, um, who do you, or I should say a hand by an, as an indicator, who do you have control over? Me, right? Everybody. You have control over you. Well, I got control over my kids. No, no you don't. You, no, 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 you don't. I, I've got kids. You don't. So you have control over what you do. And I think that that's what we really need to focus on here. And what we need to do is we need to look at what the Bible says about how we are to handle this. Now, if you read, you're not going to find in there where the Bible says, um, Thou shalt uh, respond to the riots in the United States of America this way. Right? If you are reading that version of the Bible, throw it away because it's not, <laughs> that's not inspired. What we can do, though, Excuse me. What we can do, though, is we can look into two different situations and we can look into Scripture to, uh, or portions uh, 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 or in events that have taken place and we can draw from there um, the, the truths that are universal, that, are, uh, uh, that, 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 that span time. I, as I was uh, kind of wrestling with this yesterday, I, I called up uh, um, Kurt and we were, we were talking about this and I, and I told him, I said, you know what, I, I, I can't. I can't, actually I said I don't think I cannot, or whatever, I can't remember the, the proper grammar, but I said I can't not address what's going on. I can't keep on going in this um, battle of, of uh, Jericho this week uh, because I, I, I feel that we need to address this. And, and the, the, the passage of Scripture that's just running through my mind is this Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. And because if you look at verses 9 through 21, what this shows us, if you have a little heading in, in, your, in your Bible, it says, marks of the true Christian. 
So when I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking, how do we respond as a, as a believer in Jesus Christ? How do we respond? Well, Paul speaks into these situations where there's some unrest. The, the, the situation that's going on in the church in Rome here is there was some unrest in between um, brothers and sisters in Christ. So it, maybe it wasn't outside influence. It was caused by outside influence. But maybe this isn't you know, specifically outside influence. But I think that it gives us a model in which we can use to respond to what's going on around us today. So uh, what I want to do is I want to I launch from... Uh, this big idea, and uh, the big idea you can find in verse 21. So verse, verse 21 says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So my, my whole, uh, the, the, this whole time we're going to spend the next few minutes here together is all going to be launched from, from that idea. Because how are we to respond to the, everything that is going on around us? We don't need to be overcome by the evil. But what we need to do is we need to overcome the evil with good. Now, when, when I started out, I, I said that, um, uh, that, that, that I'm going to be speaking to Christians, to us, brothers and sisters here. And, and, what, I, and, and what I really want us to really press into is I, I, want to, I want you not only to take this as how you were to respond, but I want to help you help equip you to uh, deal with then other people that you're going to encounter in, in your life in, in, today and tomorrow and this week and, and, and whatever. Because what I'm going to tell you is only possible. Th th this responding by not being overcome with evil, but overcoming evil with good, this is only possible if you have a relationship with Christ. You cannot, and some will already say, they're like, wait a second, there's good in the world. Well, the, the problem is, there's not good in the world because everybody defines good the way in which they want to define good. And if we don't have a standard by which good is defined by, then everybody, well, it's good over here. This person thinks this, and this person thinks this, and we can all have our own, uh, uh, what do they call that? They call that relativism, right? It's all relative to me. No, no, no. When, when Paul is talking here and, he's, and he says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good, the good he has in mind is the standard of God. Not his own standard, but the standard which God set. So when I say this, that, that what, I, what I'm going to tell us and what we're going to read here is only possible if you trust in Christ or you have a relationship with Christ, this is important for you because when you talk to your family that's nuts or your, your friends that are, nu that are nuts, your, your co-workers that are what, whatever, you have to, to not just go, well, hey, you know what? You, you just ne don't need to be overcome by evil. You have to understand it has to start with Jesus. If it doesn't start with Jesus, then your, 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 your words are just going to be futile towards them. Now, I don't say that we give up. No, 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 no. I, I, what I want to, 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 to stress is, what if you shared Jesus with them before you shared your opinion? Right? I mean, because if we shared Jesus with people before we shared our opinion, because what we try to do is we try to share our opinion, then we want to share Jesus. Well, you already turned them off with your opinion, so they're not going to hear anything else you have to say. So what we have to do is we have to understand that these, these words here, are going to be 
uh, are, are uh, uh, contingent upon a, a relationship with Christ. Now, when I say that, that these aren't this isn't my you know my my, my thinking or, or I I didn't come up with this concept. Paul talked about this a few chapters earlier in, in Romans eight, where he says that those who, who are not of the Spirit, meaning those who do not have a relationship with Christ, they don't set their minds on things that are of the Spirit. They set their minds on things that are above. And it actually says that those who are of the flesh cannot please God. They're actually hostile to God. They cannot submit to God. They, they, they don't have a relationship with them. So all the more reason why I'm saying, I want to address brothers and sisters. And, and if there's anybody that is in the sound of my voice, maybe it's not sitting here, maybe it's on, online or whatever, that, that you're not a, a follower of Christ. It doesn't mean what I'm going to say doesn't, uh, it doesn't have um, a great power for you. It means that you need to start with Jesus before you try to start implementing a whole bunch of things. And if we start with Jesus, then we, get, we can look at this, these, um, this long list of things, and we don't need to be overcome by this long list of things. What we need to do is, if this is what God's telling us to do, if we have a relationship with, with Christ and the Spirit of God is inside of us, we can do every single one of these. That's why I start with verse 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I mean, that sounds good, but how do I do that? No, that's the question. How do I do that? Well, let's start back up in uh, verse 9. And um, I'll give you my outline real quick. Uh, my outline is uh, verses 9 through 21. That's it. Because uh, I, 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 he, here's what I, I, I want to do. I don't want to give my opinion. I want to give you what God's Word says, especially in a time like this. We just need to hear from His Word. Yes, I'll give my little narrative or my little stupid jokes throughout or whatever. But I, I think that in a time like this, when we're thinking about like, how do I respond to this? Okay, I need to, like it says here, I, I, I need to not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. How do I do that? I don't need Lee's opinion. I need God's Word to speak into my life. All right, verse 9. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Stop there for a second. Because even in the beginning when we start looking at that and we're thinking, okay, we know that he ends with, and this is why it's always important uh, as a side note, if you're ever reading, if, and we have readers in here, maybe you're not a reader, but if you ever read a book, it's always good to read like the, the introduction, then read the end, and then go back, because you really want to know where the, the author is going to go. This is kind of like that same thing. We know where the author is going to go here, because we just read the, the end here. It says, do not be overcome by evil, but, uh, but overcome evil with good. So we know where he's building to. So everything that we're, we're going to read is building towards overcoming evil with good. So when we're, we're, we're building towards that, when we read this, let love be genuine, we can't like grab hold and think, okay, i got to be loving. i got to be loving. And, and, and white knuckle something as if we're holding onto the steering wheel so tight that our, our, our fingernails are digging in. What we have to understand is if God is telling us to love or let love be genuine, He's empowering us to let our love be genuine. Remember what I've said weeks ago, maybe months ago, actually I think it was last year, maybe even a couple years ago, that what we need to do is quit trying to be like Jesus and just let Jesus be Jesus through us. 
Because he says, like Paul says in Galatians, you know, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and died for me. So understanding that if I'm going to love or let my love be genuine, I need to just put myself to death and let Jesus be Jesus through me. Let him do his thing. Why? Because Jesus is a better Jesus than you are. Would anybody disagree with that? I don't think, no, no, no one would disagree with Jesus is the best Jesus. Even Jim Caviezel was a pretty good one. It took, wait, 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 let, let us say again, the passion, right? By far, he's been the best Jesus actor. But anywho, Jesus is the best Jesus, so let him be Jesus through, through you. So when it says, let love be genuine. Understand that the love in which we have is not a love of which it is our own. We love because He first loved us. Right? The love in which we are to have uh, is not our own. It's the love of Christ that is coming through us. That's why I'm saying that this is for the believer in how we are to respond to this. Abhor what is evil. So get away from it. Don't hold on to it. You don't need all that evil stuff. Too many of us, too many of us have too much evil in our life. Well, and you can justify it away. And I'm not saying that we go home and we burn all our Led Zeppelin albums. I'm not saying that. I'm not going down, down that, that, that path. What I'm saying, though, is we need to assess our life. And if there are things that are causing us not to think of God and not to think of, of holy things, then we probably should do a, a, a good assessment and get rid of some things that are in our lives. That's, that's all I'm saying. I, I mean, come on. I mean, stairway to heaven. So it's got to be, it's got to be a good, you know, it talks about heaven, right? I don't know. The ACDC talks about hell. So, um, uh, and I'm, I'm a terrible guy. I, I like ACDC too. I, I know. Maybe I need to repent. Oh, let's go. All right. That was my, my, my confession time. Hold fast to what is good. And I love that because too often what we want to do is we want to hold fast to what makes us feel good. It doesn't say that, does it? Does your Bible say that? Hold fast to what makes you feel good. No, it says hold fast to what is good. Remember when we already established that what is good is God. So He is the standard there. Love one another. This is, this is where we're, we've talked about this a lot in the past. These alelons, this one another principle that is spirit-empowered. That This is why, like, like Kurt said earlier, that we are to be considering how to stir one another up for love in, in, in good deeds or good works. Love one another with brotherly affection. I, I love that because it's not like um, you can fake that funk. And, oh, i got to love you because it says I have to love you. No, that's not love. I would much rather you, I mean, and, uh, this is going to be bad. Come up and kick me in the, bless you, come, back, come up and kick me in the leg uh, versus be superficial to my face. I mean, be genuine in your love. Now, that doesn't mean that that gives you a license to be a jerk. Because if you can't be genuine in your love and you can't show brotherly affection, um, it, it, what we have a tendency to do, we try to say it's on the outside, but it's not. And most of the time, it's on the inside. Deal with this. Understand if it says that we are to love one another with brotherly affection. 
and to outdo one another in showing honor. That goes back to when Paul talks about like we should not think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. We should have the the, the spirit of looking to other people's needs more than our own. That doesn't mean that we don't look to our own needs. That means we need to not think only of ourselves. Do not be slothful in zeal. I love that, slothful. Every time I hear that word slothful, I think of Ice Age, right? That sloth guy, real slow. But no, don't be slothful and don't be lazy in zeal. Don't be lazy in the the the, the uh, 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 joy of the Lord. All right, the zeal. I mean, if if again, if you have been saved by Jesus, if you believe what He did and what He accomplished on the cross, that is not something we just keep inside. Now, everybody's going to have a different level of how they show it. Marlon's going to show it a, a lot different than Ben's going to show it, right? And that's okay. We're different. But what we have to understand, everybody in between, uh, like, so you're one end of the spectrum and you're the other end of the spectrum. That's pretty cool, right? Uh, but it's every, what we have to understand is don't be slothful. The way in which God has gifted you, the way in which He's gifted you is the way in which you should display His giftedness inside of you. Everybody's going to be a little bit different. So don't be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit. And it doesn't just stop or it says serve the Lord. Service of the Lord is required. Not as if you have to get your meal ticket, but it's, it, it's required as a, as a child of God. Why is it required? Because you, don't know, you no longer, understand this, you no longer serve the enemy. You no longer serve sin. You are no longer in bondage to sin but when we serve God, it is an outward showing of what, who our Master is. Rejoice in hope. Love that. Rejoice in hope. I think what we talked a little bit last week about being these cranky Christians. We shouldn't be that. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Uh, I would say this would be really applicable to what we're, we're, we're doing here. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. So when we are patient in something, that doesn't mean, okay, oh, I'm just waiting for the Lord. I'm just waiting for the Lord. Oh, no. It, it, it's, we're, we're, yes, we are waiting for the Lord, but we are, we're going to Him. We're interceding for, for those that, that are in our life. We're going to the Lord and saying, hey, I know you know what's going on, and only you can fix this. It says, be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. This is that part, again, contribute to the needs of the saints. How are we going to contribute to the needs? This is not financial. I mean, it's, it's partly. It could be. But this is not what it's saying. The, the, there are different needs that are amongst us that don't include money or material things. There are people who, who just, who just they, they need a hug, right? Even though we're, 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 we're banned from doing that right now. And, and, and Marlon's going around hugging himself. You know, I, but it, it's understanding what people need. How do we know what people need? Like Kurt said a little bit ago, how, the only way in which we're going to know is by con- considering one another, by coming together, by being stirred up by, by one another. Seek to show hospitality. Look at 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. That's one of these hard ones. Now, 
As we're going to see here in a minute, that doesn't mean that we just roll over and play dead. That, that is not what, what he, is, he is saying here. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Sometimes what you just need to do is you just need to have a good cry. And I know that you know this is the, the day and age that, um, what do they say, tough men don't cry or real men don't cry or whatever. That, that's not true. Because I know a real tough guy who cried. Jesus, there you go. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. This, this, is, this is a big one. And this is not the loophole here. But I, I do believe that this, that this is applicable to a lot of us. But it says, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the low, lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. In your own sight. So, wait a second. No, I, I got ahead of myself there. Hold on. Live in harmony. Okay, yes, 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 yes. I, I'm back on track. I should have followed my own outline here because 16 comes after 15. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. So what, is, what does this mean? That means that we should not uh, uh, put ourselves up on a pedestal. This does not mean that we should ever like lord it over anybody who is a, a, of a different social class or economic standard, whatever. Because what we have to understand is when we are haughty, when we are, are, are think more white or, or more of ourselves than, um, than, than others, what we're doing is, is we're, we're going against what, what God has already said that he shows no partiality. We're going against God's character, right? Look what, look what it says, never be wise in your own sight. I've never met anybody ever in my life that thinks they know everything until I look in the mirror every morning, right? Never be wise in your own sight. And a teenager that's in the house too, right? Both of them. Repay no one evil for evil. This gets into really what we're, we we're, uh, are talking about or, or started with. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. So th th this understanding, like if... Uh, look, look at the, the situation that's, that's going on. Yes, a, a, a man w was, um, was killed. Uh, some would say murdered. And I think that that would be a, probably a good assumption or a good uh, label, whatever. I, I don't want to get into the, the political part of this. But a, a, man w a man died. That doesn't mean that we go out and we loot and we kill others because of this. It evil and evil doesn't make, two wrongs don't make a right. It's not like it's math that two negatives make a positive here. Two wrongs don't make a right. And when it says here, uh, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to what is honorable in the sight of all. Sometimes when, when we, we see something evil or something evil is done to us, what we want to do is lash out from our flesh. Oh, I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get her back. You know what they did to me? I, I'm not saying that they didn't do anything to you. But what, when you respond, because it, it's usually not, not all the time, but it's usually not the first, the, the, the one who instigates, that gets the attention, right? It's kind of like when, when I played sports. When I was in, in high school, I, my, my senior year, I got kicked out of a football game. Well, the reason was because this guy kept on hitting me, right? So I retaliated. Well, the referee didn't see him. He saw my retaliation. It wasn't honorable. 
So in the sight of everybody there, it was me. I was the one that was at fault, although evil was being done to me, right? So if I would have, maybe if I would have read this back then, it would have helped. Verse 18 this one, I think, is where, um, we, this is the, the one I was referring to, is not our loophole. But I think it, we have to uh, know that it's here. Because it says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. I, I say that because there are going to be people in your life that are, are, are just, you're just not going to be able to be around. I have people that, that are in my life that they just, it's better if I, if I don't spend um, any or very little time with them. And it's not because I, I don't care for them. Some are my own family. But it's, I, I, know, I know the limit. And, and, it, and it, it's been, it's not just, a, oh, I just don't like. No, 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 no. It, it, it's taken years to come to this, this realization that you can only do so much. And at some point, you have to do, you have to be able to say that so far as it depends on you, me, it, so far as it depends upon me, I have to be able to do everything I can. But then at the end of the day, if I've done everything that I can, well, I have to remember it's not my, my, ch- or my job to change anyone. That's God's job. So if I can't, it says if possible. So if I can't, that doesn't mean that I could be a jerk or I could be ill. No, 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 no. It, it, it's saying that I, I've got to do to still be peaceable, peaceable to them. I don't have to just welcome everybody into my house, though. I think that there's boundaries that uh, need, to be, need to be set up. Verse 19, uh, one of my favorite verses here. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. This, this is what we should put on these signs instead of all the other stuff that they're putting on the signs. Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. God is going, God will punish all sin. We don't have to take it upon ourselves to be God. Can we stand up for what is right? Absolutely. That is the, your job. You read throughout the Old Testament, they're, 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 you see the prophet standing up for injustice. That's what Paul was doing. That's what Jesus did. Yes, we need to stand up for injustice, but what we don't need to do is repay evil for evil. What we don't need to do is take the the vengeance. I'll get them back. No, we have to leave it to the Lord. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And goes on to say, to the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Change your mindset towards your enemy. Because love is going to, to, to penetrate way deeper than any vileness is going to, to be able to come out of anyone's mouth. So we get back to verse 21 where we started. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. How do we do that? All of what we just said. All of what we just said. A life like this is a life in Christ. A life in Christ makes all of these things possible. So you wonder, how, how do I do this? It's, it's understanding who we are in Christ and operating and responding from there. Not how our flesh wants to respond, 
but how the Spirit of God who's inside us, how He would respond. And if anybody needs a refresher, I think that maybe this is part of your devotion for this week as you are, are, are seeing these things. You just remember, okay, I don't need to respond that way, but this is the way in which I need to respond. And you read back through these, and you meditate upon these things. I'm not saying, mm, no, you just read it and chew on these things. And let these things wash over you. And as they wash over you, I guarantee it, I guarantee it, as they wash over you, You'll, be, you'll see how good is going to take precedence over the evil that's in your life. Let's pray. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, what we're doing at this time is uh, we're going to have a time of reflection and an invitation here um, at the, the live service. So you're seeing this video just to, to uh, uh, just... Thank you for, for being with us and uh, to encourage you to take a moment and just think about what was said um, and, and ask God how um, he, he can transform you and he can mold you through the words that were preached today uh, and the songs that were sung. So, again, we thank you for, for being with us and uh, hope you have a, a blessed week and we will uh, we'll see you soon.